Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports Page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. We're being overrun by District Sports Pagers tonight with Dave Nichols and Tom Bridge on the line. After the Nationals drop a 3-2 decision to the Cubs. We'll start in the ninth inning, Dave. Jorge, uh, Chris Coglin with a one-out single off of Matt Grace. Jonathan Herrera grabs it to a fourth at second. Slow roller out to second base. Ian Desmond, off balance, tries to make the throw for the double play anyway, and an ill-advised attempt, to say the least, throws it over first base. Jonathan Herrera takes second on Desmond's 13th error of the season. Addison Russell steps in next, drives a double to right center field to drive in the winning run, walk-off double for Russell. Cubs win 3-2. to two. What are you thinking, Ian Desmond? Here, I'll just pull it up. Someone on Twitter is quoting him. Have to take a chance every once in a while. Unfortunately, this time it paid off. I'd argue that you don't have to take that chance, and you probably shouldn't, Dave. Yeah, you know, in the bottom of the ninth inning like that, it's tough to see him throw a ball away on a very difficult play. Um, if you watch the replay as he's throwing, he's leaping in the air sideways as he's trying to get enough uh, pace on it. It's questionable as to whether... Um, if the throw was on the mark, he was going to get him anyway. Um, and it just opens up a whole kettle of worms. I mean, that whole ninth inning was kind of uh, butchered up a little bit. I mean, it, you had lefty Matt Grace facing a whole bunch of right-handed hitters. Um, you know, earlier in the inning, um, they ran themselves out of out of a possibility of taking the lead. Um, just that whole ninth inning just kind of got uh, um, sideways on them there. But I, I completely... Um, and in the camp there, that that as long as you, as long as you're still tied in the bottom of the ninth, um, you should play conservatively and not try to try to force yourself into anything. I just think it was a bad play. I mean, we, we've we've spoken um, before about Ian Desmond um, having the hero gene, and he always wants to be the hero. He wants to be the guy up um, with the, with the bases loaded. He wants to be he wants to make that that spectacular defensive play. And this time, it just came up to bite him in the ass. Um, I know we're all on Twitter. We see a lot of the Ian Desmond hate that's going around here. If he has five errors on the season, six errors or something to that effect, or is it a lot more acceptable to see him try to make that play? Does it make it a little bit worse that it's his 13th error in just 46 games so far? Well, you know, it, it's it's difficult to say, you know, if he was playing better, he may, he'd have made that throw. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to go down that particular rabbit hole. I just don't think it's worth a lot of time. I think Dave's absolutely on point. You play conservative in that particular situation. You would much rather have, uh, you know, the, the runner at first and rather than throw the ball away and give him second base for free. Uh, so especially when you're in the force-out situation, hold that ball. Don't, don't gun it home. Don't gun it the first. Especially don't gun it wide when you're, you know, playing on pure adrenaline. So, you know, maybe they learn, maybe they don't. But uh, I think it's enough to say that Ian Desmond has, has had his struggles this uh, spring early so far. Um, they have to start wondering, you know, how long? Do you keep, uh, do you, do you keep running him out there if he's going to keep throwing the ball away? I don't think you got a lot of other choices, mind you. But it's definitely a place where the, the, the frustration of Natstown is, definitely, is felt. Dave, this one's going to be a little bit awkward because you weren't originally planning on going to show when I wrote this question, but I'm going to read it anyway. As Dave likes to say, 100 years of baseball tell us that you're just as likely to score from second as you are from third. You and L. Escobar on second base in the top of the ninth inning. 
Ryan Zimmerman strikes out. He, he stole second to get on second base. I should say Wilson Ramos at the plate. Yunel Escobar tries to steal third there for some reason. Still not quite sure why. Gets picked off. Second time he got picked off. Never a good idea to make the last out of the inning at third base either. Two examples there of the Nationals just trying to be a little bit too aggressive and trying to make something happen instead of letting it happen. Yeah, totally boneheaded play. Um, there, there's no reason to, to try to take that base there. Um, you're going to score from second just as easily as you are from third. Um, you know, I'm sure you can see the, the wheels turning in the player's head that, oh, if I'm on third base with two outs, I can score on a pass ball or a mistake or something along those lines. But um, but it's not a high percentage play, especially a guy like Escobar who isn't noted for stealing a lot of bases anyway. I mean, he, he runs pretty well, but he's not he's not B. Gordon in Miami. You know, he's not he's not a guy that – is it makes his living on his legs, and it's just um, like you said, it, it's another cha- another instance of a veteran player uh, trying to do too much instead of taking what the game is giving him. He should have just stayed put and given Ramos an opportunity to drive him in. Well, this is always a dangerous endeavor, but I figure why not? We have a caller on the line. Let's see what they have to say. Hello, Hello. there. Who's this? Hey guys, uh, this is Ray in DC. Uh, I really like your show. Um, Thanks, sir. If I could, hey, if I could just ask a quick question. Um, do you think there's any chance this team will try to pick anyone up, uh, whether maybe in the bullpen, another bat, something like that? I'll let Tom handle that one, and thanks for calling in, Ray. Yeah, thanks a lot for calling in, Ray. It's always great to have callers on the line. And, uh, you know, it's a place where you've you got to think, start thinking about what are the moves left to come this year. Uh, Rendon played, uh, I believe, Five innings today down in the spring training game, uh, or extended spring training game. So, you know, he's on path to to rejoin the Nationals probably as early as the first full week in June. So there's going to be a corresponding roster move to, uh, you know, offload somebody. Uh, You've got to start thinking that maybe maybe they ship off Dan, the DFA, Dan Agla, you know, despite all that he's meant to this team so far this year. Uh, And you just got to start looking at what, what, what are they short? Uh, they might go to somebody in the bullpen, but by the same token, Casey Jansen's just back off the DL as he had a good outing last night as well as the night before. So it, it, it's a place where you got to start looking at, you know, where, how close are we to the trade deadline and what do they need? And right now there's not a whole lot that they need. They need, you know, better bench player, better, uh, you know, bullpen arm is going to be something they're going to be looking for. But, uh, you know, I just don't know. I just don't see where they're going to pick those up without uh, potentially shooting themselves on the foot. Yeah, and Dave, if we'll I go. can just interject real quick. I was going to say, if I can interject real quickly here, um, the temperature hasn't even hit 90 degrees yet. So um, mm-hmm. I think we've got a couple of weeks before we really need to worry too much about a trading deadline. Um, I certainly think maybe another bullpen arm, another veteran bullpen arm, might be something they might consider down the line. But um, I think we're just uh, we're a few weeks early before we really need to get into that very heavily. Require Tyler Clifford. Yep, I didn't say anything. Tom, yeah, we'll go back to the beginning beginning of the game. Jordan Zimmerman <laughs> got the start tonight. Two runs on five hits and seven innings pitch last time out against the Yankees, unbeaten in last six with a 2.54 ERA, 2.64, 2.90304 line against in his last 39 innings pitched, but 0 and 3, 6.27 ERA, 2.97, 3.29, 6.22 line against in Wrigley Field and three starts in his career. I think he made four. I wrote the wrong note anyway. 
2-2 fastball to Dexter Fowler ends up in the unfinished bleachers and right, one nothing early, up to 95 pitches after an eight-pitch six, still down one nothing. finishes the night, seven innings, six hits, one earned run, three walks, five Ks, 113 pitches overall, finished strong, but not necessarily a sharp night by Jordan Zimmerman, but just gave up the one run and managed to keep the Cubs at bay for the most part. They'll, they'll mark it down as a quality start tonight, um, but I, I don't think it meets that metric. Uh, Zimmerman was solid tonight. He was really good at locating his fastball, but you know he was also up in the zone early. Uh, they were having real problems with him locating you know, his pitches low and away. Uh, you know, to, to walk three is almost unheard of for him, but, you know, he still goes seven full, uh, gives up just the one run, brings his ERA down almost most of a run in this particular case. And, you know, the defense, as, as frustrated as, as that ninth inning was, you know, they were really good behind him tonight. And, the, you know, you got a couple of great plays out there in the outfield. You got a couple of solid double plays in the, uh, in the middle of the field. So he was able to do what he needed to do to get out of this particular game. And that's what you want to see in a veteran starter. And that's what, you know, Jordan Zimmerman's well on his way to becoming. And, you know, it's definitely a place where the Nationals needed that tonight. They needed somebody who could actually drive them forward because the sure as hell the bats weren't going to do it, with the exception of uh, Bryce Harper and uh, Denard Spann's Knox. But uh, how much of that was the win tonight? So hard to say. Dave on the mound for the Cubs, Kyle Hendricks. This is my first look at him. Acquired in the Ryan Dempster deal with the Rangers in 2012. Debuted last season. Went seven and two, two four six ERA, three three two fifth, two forty two, two eighty seven, three twenty three line against an eighty in the third, four one four ERA, three four five fifth, two fifty six, three oh three, three eighty one, and forty five and two thirds this season. Coming off a complete game shutout of the Padres, two walks in the first four innings pitched tonight. Two walks, two DPs through five, seven ground outs. Harper finally gets to him in the seventh, powering home run. Harper didn't even think that one went out. He hit a fly ball that just kept going and going. He actually tossed his bat when he hit it in, in disgust, thinking he had just missed one. But first look at Hendricks, really nice thinker, gets a lot of ground balls, 11 on the night, really strong outing by him, back-to-back strong outing. So. Yeah, he, he's a good pitcher. Um, uh, like you mentioned, they, they got him in the trade, in the, in the dumpster trade, and uh, – um, you know, did some good work last year, has done some good work this year. And you mentioned the sinker. Um, that's especially important for a pitcher that wants to apply his trade there in the friendly confines. Um, you know, we, we saw how the ball was jumping out with the wind the other day. Kind of looked like uh, um, it was helping in some instances and hurting in, in some others. But, um, yeah, Hendricks is a quality pitcher and was able to limit the, um, limit the Nats uh, really well tonight. I mean, I think the Nats – um, kind of shot themselves a foot in a little bit. Uh, you mentioned the walks earlier in the game and, um, you know, ha- had some uh, um, not particularly good-looking at-bats against the pitcher. But then, um, you know, like you mentioned, uh, Hendricks is coming off a completely complete game shutout anyway. So, um, you know, this was just a case where there wasn't enough offense. Uh, Zimmerman pitched pretty well, but, um, you know, when, when all of your scoring is, is two solo home runs, um, you need your pitching to be perfect and um, you know, we saw later on it wasn't, but I think it really boils down to, um, you know, getting a few more, getting a few more runners in scoring position and, and, and getting them, getting them over and getting them in, as they say. Um, but this team, you know, for the last two or three years has, has lived and died on the home run. And um, tonight, just two solo homers and, and they died on it. 
Tom, that Harper home run came on a 3-1 sinker, his 17th of 2015, 12th home run in the last 23 games and 76 at-bats at that point. Just kind of an unreal stretch from Bryce Harper. Another example of the natural power, too. That ball had no right going out. and Harper, like we said, didn't think it was going out either, but it somehow managed to clear the wall out there. And uh, the the really great part about the replay on that particular one is is the the way he throws his bat. Uh, he just kind of chucks to the side as if to say, man, I didn't get enough of that at all. And then sure enough, the wind blows that puppy out, and you can see him as he's crossing home plate, kind of mouth toward the dugout. Wow. Um, that was most of Town's reaction, in fact, was, wow. How good are you that, you know, you think you pop it out and you pop it right out of the park. Um, I mean, I got to say, you know, tip your cap to the gentleman for uh, for managing to muscle one just right out of the ballpark. But, boy, did Chris Bryant show him up there in the eighth inning. And uh, <laughs> that's what a real home run looks like, ladies and gents. <laughs> Dave Denard's fan is 1-1 after seven. Denard's fan does it again in the eighth inning. Solo home run to right field, fifth in 29 games so far this season, 132 plate appearances after he hit five in 147 games and 668 plate appearances last season. Denard's fan just showing off the power once again. He credited his old man strength yesterday. It also talked earlier this season about how him and Rick Shue have been working on his power stroke for years and just staying inside. I guess Matt Williams talked yesterday about that short, quick swing inside. He can really turn on a ball if they try to pitch him inside and manage to do it again today. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you square it up with that short, quick stride, then, um, you know, it's going to have a little bit of pop on it. We've seen, um, you know, like you, like you said, we've seen it a few times this year where um, where he's been able to get a good swing on the ball. And, and um, you know, you, you make solid contact, uh, good things happen, and um, and they, they happen for him tonight. I don't think we can, um, you know, count or hope that Span hits five more this season as he's hit five already. Um, but you take them when you get them, and, and you're happy with them. And um, you know, it's just another um, another piece of uh, um, weaponry that that um, that Span can add to his arsenal. There, it's uh, um, you know, he, he certainly, I certainly don't think he's going to hit 50 home runs like Brady Anderson once did out of the leadoff spot. But um, but you take what you can get at that point. Um, you mentioned it a moment ago, but that Chris Bryant home run out to left off the top of the scoreboard, if it didn't flat clear it, just an unbelievable shot on a hanging pitch from Aaron Barrett. More importantly, I, I noticed, uh, if I, my stats are correct, that's the first home run Barrett's given up this season, so you can't beat him up too much for that, especially when Bryant just absolutely crushed that one. The Bear may be steadfast, but that was not the way to pitch to uh, Chris Bryant. And boy, did he club that like a baby seal. Uh, I mean, I was going to say they said they, I was watching the ESPN broadcast tonight, um, mostly out of morbid curiosity, and uh, they said that they, it hit the scoreboard like a hammer. Uh, and you know, he got every bit of that pitch. And to watch Bryant play is a joy, the same way it is to watch Bryce Harper play. Uh, it, and it's they, they play a very different kind of baseball, but uh, they are both the kind of ball player you look forward to seeing. And, you know, that's exactly why. And he turned around on Barrett, you know, just something special there. And, uh, you know, the Barrett was going to give up a homer eventually. And to give it up to Chris Bryant, well, there you go. Dave, uh, just end here. The Nats 
drop the game three to two, but all I could think of this whole game was watching Jordan Zimmerman on the mound and Wrigley and thinking that that's one of the two places I'm afraid he might end up if he ends up becoming a free agent this season. After this season, my, my current plan is that we'll just sign Zach Greinke if he does leave and Greinke opts out of his contract with the Dodgers. But what do you think about Jordan Zimmerman going forward here? Are D.C. fans going to be ready and prepared for the fact that they're going to start losing some players like Zimmerman to free agency after this year? It's something that the Nationals haven't really gone through, or Nationals fans, I should say, haven't really gone through yet with the homegrown players kind of reaching free agency and being wanted by other people and not kind of ending their careers in, in the Nationals uniform. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. I mean, I think that that's got a, got a, um, a small taste of it when they traded Clippard into this offseason. But, um, you know, Jordan Zimmerman, Ian Desmond, Doug Fister, Denard Span, all these guys are uh, free agents once, this, once the season is over. So if Nats fans um, haven't gotten used to the idea or prepared themselves for it, um, they, they better start doing that. I mean, these are guys that, um, that, that all could very well be priced out. Um, you know, depending on on players that they have following up behind them and um, and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, this this could be a place where where Zimmerman plies his trade next year. But um, you know, let's uh, let's enjoy him. Let's enjoy him while we got him. And uh, you know, Brazil's put this team together. Um, you know, very uh, very specifically um, lined up guys to hopefully have guys to replace um, you know some of these players that leave. But um, you know, I think that if uh, that if the Nats end up uh, in the World Series this year, uh, fans will be prepared to um, to deal with whatever losses come after that. Yeah, if it ends with a World Series win, I think we'll all accept the fact that you have to move on at some point. But speaking of moving on, we're done for the night. Three-two Cubs tonight. Tomorrow's a marquee matchup: Max Scherzer versus John Lester on the mound at eight o'clock in Chicago. Be a great matchup to watch at Nationals DSP to follow Dave Nichols on Twitter at Tom Bridge DSP to follow Tom. Thanks for joining us, both of you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Pleasure as always. Have a good night. Go Nats. Doghouse says go Nats. <laughs>